Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Mortgages should be illegal because you're getting robbed every month. With a typical $200,000 30-year mortgage, you'll end up paying over $400,000 after interest. Hi, I'm John Commuta, creator of the Transforming Debt into Wealth System. My proven system can eliminate your mortgage and all your debts. Let me send you a powerful free CD. For your free CD, call 1-800-338-2884. Heavy metal, the way it was meant to be.
All right, welcome back to the Heavy Metal Mayhem Radio Show, and that was H-Bomb with the title track of that album, H-Bomb. It actually, it's called Coop the Metal, but everybody refers to it as H-Bomb. And like Tommy was saying, uh, it sounds like he's saying asshole, but you know what, T? He just might be. He might be directing that towards the Americans, that great, rare, Frenchy son of a you-know-what. You never know with those French people. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> What's going yeah. on, bro? Not much, not much. That's a great song, but that was a good EP, too. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good, uh, good band, but, uh, Archbomb. <laughs> Archbomb, yeah, it's Archbomb, and it sounds like asshole, is what they're saying. Yeah, <laughs> too funny. Yeah, the, the, the record they put out after that was even better, but they went more, uh, uh, more hard rock, you know, when that came out in, like, 83, that was, that was some fast stuff. Yeah, he's a, he, a good drummer, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely, good band, good band over there, but we got a great show today, uh, Kevin Gucci from Phantom X. We'll be calling in a little while. Kevin also sang with Omen uh, back in the late 90s into, I think, about 2003, 2004. So uh-huh. looking forward to talking to uh, Kevin. Been a fan of uh, Phantom X since the beginning. He's also an actor, so we'll have to uh, appeal to his uh, bark side, I guess, you know? Nice. Yeah, very nice. Oh, we have Mr. Ray Legrand in the chat room from Oblivion Myth. Great guy, great band. Don't forget to uh, check out their website and pick up their album. So what's happened, T? It's been a while. I haven't heard from you or seen you. I was gonna put you on a milk carton. Uh, yeah, oh, I wouldn't. Fa- I, maybe on the gallon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we were away for one weekend, and then, um, and then um, I think it was the probably the beginning of the football season. You know, you know, you know, opening night. You're not gonna get me out of that chair. I don't and expect then, you from uh, now until like June. So I mean, if you come in, it's like potluck. And then, <laughs> then last week I was trying to. Uh, promote my friend's amp and oh what a mess yeah i heard mr kenny ps yeah it never showed i was hoping saturday it was show of course it showed on monday <clears throat> so yeah. that was good but that's all right because uh i met a lot of good night a lot of nice people and um lisa sharkin from uh vintage guitar magazine shout out yeah she might probably won't hear this but unless i send it to her but uh she really uh Went above and beyond, and we had a good time, you know. Ah, very of, nice. A lot of metal players, a lot of metal players. Next time, uh, I got to bring, a, you know, some flyers for your show because, uh, you know, we kept, me and Kenny kept talking to every metalhead about it, you know. But uh, but anyway, yeah. so what, um, I know the last couple of shows have been really, really good. I've been listening to the to the replays. Ah, Amazing. Uh, yeah, nice, good interviews, man. Yeah, last Biff. week was nice. We had a Biff Byford from Saxon on, Dora Pesci, yeah. the three-year anniversary show. That was Two great. good people, you know. Just listen to Dora talk, I was getting turned on, you know. She's so, yeah, she's so, but she's just so excited about whatever you say, you know. Yeah, yeah what, a, what like, a difference from, like, her persona on stage, you know, like. Uh, yeah, she takes charge when she's on stage. She's like she can take charge any time she wants with me. I mean, I give it a whip. <laughs> she can bust out that German accent and we'll go at it. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. She makes the German accent sexy, man, because a lot of times you listen to some Germans and it's like, you know, it's not as exciting. And she's just Yeah, like Hitler, you know. Uh, well, the there you go. Right. Well, we we'll use them as an example. Sure. Oh, God. But, uh, I, yeah. I was watching, uh, yesterday I was watching the Bad News Bears, you know, the original one with Walter Matthau. Uh, yeah. And there's a scene where they're getting upset because of the different people that are playing on the team, and I won't, like, say the names on the air. Uh-huh. And he starts, like, doing all these racial names and everything. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I forgot how funny that was back then. Today, you know, that was a PG movie, but it's just a comedy, you know. But today, yeah. if you said stuff like that in a movie, you'd, like everybody would be up in arms. Yeah. Uh, uh, back then, it was just a goof, and it was funny. And I was like, I, my wife and I were laughing hysterical. I was like, I was going to cut that clip out and play. Maybe I'll do it next week. That way it's not well, coming out of me. Yeah, that would be a good idea. We should start doing that, yeah. yeah. I'll play that clip next week. I just didn't have time today, and I, I didn't think about it, you know. But that was some good stuff. So I'm glad to have you back in the hot seat with me. We'll have some fun. Yeah. This week, Kevin's a good guy. We should have fun talking with him. He's got a lot of stuff going on, and uh, he'll be calling in about six thirty. We'll get the music on. Uh, Mr. Kenny Pierce joined the show last week, giving calendar yes, we constant discussed. updates. Yeah, we discussed that uh, Sunday, and I said, without a doubt, I said if I had time, I'd give Mike a call for you. I said, but I'm just too busy, you know. Plus, ah, it was so noisy, coming. I couldn't even, I wouldn't be able to. I said, but I think he'll go for it. Just send him an email. And I think he said he already did, right? You know? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. And he did his first one last week. It sounded really great. Yeah, it sounded cool, well, yeah. Yeah, the call on later. So give us, like, the weekend, you know, the, the constant update for the week uh, for the tri state area, at least over here in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. Ken was good like that. And, uh, yeah. So we'll have that on. You know, he's, like, involved in every show that goes on in New York City. More uh, even another show. another good thing about that is I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, a lot of people might say, oh, well, it's not serving anybody but those people. But at least it's showing people, hey, you know what? There's metal going on in New York that you don't know about. And maybe some bands would even say, hey, I didn't know Otep played. Exactly. You know, that place, uh, I'm going to check that place out, whatever, you know, whichever sure. venue she put, you know, they played what, the Best Buy. At least uh, I, mean, I really don't listen to Kenny when he talks, but, you know, I'm just Yeah, kidding. no, but I mean, Otep <laughs> played the Best Buy, I mean, I mean two yeah. shows, you know, I mean, like, sure. you know, I didn't, I wouldn't even think, you know, and they don't just, you know, that's another thing, promotion, where's the fucking promotion, you know? But there is none, it's just Kenny, but, you know, it's like, I know, like, this is an internet show, so people listen all over the world, right, all over right. the country. You know, good. so it, the shows in New York might not affect everybody, but Kenny calls in because he lives here, and he does the shows from our area. But anybody who wants to ever call in with an update for shows from any part sure. of the country, sure. just call in and, and they rattle out a whole bunch of shows. You know, you don't have to tell me. Just call in. The number's listed right here. Yeah. Uh, so it, it helps out. Kenny does a great job of that. So we got a couple of good shows coming up here next month. I'm looking forward to Saxon. Uh, we have Judas Priest in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't make the deal with Disciples last week because it was a Friday. I had... Plans on going, but I just couldn't get out there. I couldn't take off from work. But I will be a Saxon. I will be a Judas Priest. And I also got hooked up for Ace Frehley, which I'm thrilled about. So I got to thank uh, Ray for that one. I thank him very much. So going to have a good time over there. So hopefully you make some of these shows, uh, T. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right. Well, how about we get some music on right now? Because we got Kevin calling in a little bit. So going to get the music flowing here. All right. All right. Here's Angel Dust, Mr. Inferno. <laughs>
You know, we got to start getting into that Halloween spirit. You know, September's almost over. We're going into October. And uh, speaking of Halloween, besides Ray Legrand, the singer from Oblivion Myth, we have George Neal from Halloween in the chat room tonight also. Great band Halloween. We had George on the show a while ago. Had fun talking to those guys. Got to give them another show together, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, without a doubt. And Eddie's mates is here, and he, Eddie put down the uh, link, and I'll put it up later on for everybody else to see. Yeah, who's yeah. coming to the chat room, so... That's cool. We'll get all that going off here there. And uh, what do I got to do here? Oh, you know what? Uh, Mr. Alice Cooper and Universal Music Group was nice enough to mail me out some autograph CDs. Uh, actually, only one autograph CD. The rest of them are just <laughs> regular CDs. So uh, we're going to give one away next week on the show. So uh, I don't know. Anybody that calls in next week at 7 o'clock in between the two interviews I got set up, you know, just ask for the Alice Cooper CD and it's all yours. Or I know we have more people that actually listen to the podcast after the show's over. So I want to include them, too. So how about next week during the show, if you send me an email, if you don't listen, or you send me an email during the week, I'll pick one out and we'll raffle off one to a live caller, one to uh, somebody that calls through the emails, you know, who listens to the show after it's over. And uh, let me see. Let me give him a question. Uh, what's the name of the child that Alice Cooper has his nightmares through on the first original CD of Welcome to My, Welcome to my Nightmare? How's that sound? Cool. Yeah. You mean right. what persona? The persona. What right? persona? What's the name of the child that the nightmares are perceived through right. on the first original <clears throat> album? Very good. That's a nice. That's a good one. All right. So next week, uh, during this week, you email me. It's not Elma. It's not Elma. It's not Elma. Don't say it if you know it, because then you'll give it away. <laughs> so anybody who emails me with the answer to that, I'll pull your name out of the hat next week, and you can have one of the autographed CDs, and we'll give one away to a live caller. And I have a few extra ones, so anybody else who does. Email call up. They're not autographed, but it's a free CD, so you can't beat that. Yeah. Right? Excellent, man. I had to mail them to my house. I should have just waited until I got the names. I had to mail them out so I could have saved the postage. But you know what? I'm a generous guy this time of year, so I'll pay for the postage for everybody. There you go. Send Universal to... Music has a little bit more a little bit more money than I do, you know, so I should have left it for them to mail out. Mm. All right, but <laughs> that's pretty good. we got Alice Cooper and... Uh, how do you beat that for Halloween? With Halloween in the chat and Oblivion Mids, we've got a great show. And uh, Kevin will be calling in a few minutes. How about we do our demolition uh, download segment, get that out of the way. Sounds good. So I don't forget, because lately I've been forgetting. I have some brand new stuff, too, by uh, Loudness. i got the new Loudness album, oh. uh, the new Megadeth, uh, the new Arch Mateos record. Uh, so maybe we'll get one or two of those songs on today later on, and we'll get some more on next week for you. But this week it's a band called Wasted Morality. Uh, they were around in the late 80s. Uh, they started around 85, 86, they kind of broke up in 90. They didn't put anything out but this one demo tape called Stitches. Uh, the biggest claim to fame is that Andy Rose will play drums for them. I don't know who he is, but he's the drummer. So mm. he was in the band, and that's their claim to fame, I guess. So mm. head over to the block spot, download yourself a copy of it. It's not bad at all. So let me see what I can get on for you here. The other ones were kind of long. This is about a three-minute song. It's called Tear Out Your Stitches.
All right, that was Savage Grace with Die by the Blade. That's some old stuff over there. Uh, Snake, Pit Ma- uh, Snake Pit Magazine, our Lauren puts it out. I think it's like one issue a year he puts out right now. And uh, the last issue, he started putting uh, like 45 vinyls as part of the magazine. And that that was one that came with the last one, Savage Grace. It was called The Lost Grace. Mm. And uh, he, I think they're being reissued by some record company, all the old magazines, hey? And uh, each one is coming with a, like a 45 right now. And it's some old school stuff, so... Check out Snake Pick Magazine and support it. Some really, like, really good stuff there. Like the old days, man. That's great. Definitely. I love it. So let me see here. I got, uh, I believe, uh, I know Kevin's in the chat room. I think he's online, too. Let me see. Hang on. Kevin, is that you? I'm here, man. Hey, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing pretty good. I can't complain. I'm hanging out on a Sunday afternoon with you. What's better than that? Hey, man, you know, uh, maybe a couple of beers, that can, that's the only thing that can make it better. Yeah, well, I'm already on my second, so maybe you got to start uh, joining. I know I it's a little early right now in California. <laughs> i got to catch up, man. There you go. We're, we're getting ready to wind down here, but uh, it's great to have you on, Kevin. I've been a big fan of the band since the beginning. You know, and I came into the band because I knew you from, from Omen. And, uh, right. I'm glad that you you know you got this thing going here because it's hard to find real good traditional metal played the way it's supposed to be these days and you guys definitely know how to write music. The catchy well, thank songs you very they, much. they grab you and bring you in and I love it. Thank you so much. You know that, that it's it's those kind of comments that make it all worthwhile for us. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm sure, and it makes it worthwhile for us because we get you know people like when you when you play like a classic or traditional metal today, people seem to think that it's something that's Dated, and that you should be moving along and following trends. But why should you, you know, change, or why should you fix what's not broken? It's been going exactly. on for years. You no, know, it's it's really strange, man, because you know it, that only seems to be the attitude from certain circles in the metal community here in the United States. Now, like in Europe, it's not that way, man. You know, the the, the traditional metal thing is still very, very strong. In the European marketplace, it's, it's really strange. It is. It never dies out over there. I mean, it, it seems like it gets passed on, like from generation to generation, where they're proud of it. And over here, we kind of lost that. But you know, thanks to bands like you, and in the chat room, we have Ray from Oblivion Myth. Uh, I gotta give him a dollar every time I say that. And uh, <laughs> we got George from Halloween. You guys are keeping this tradition alive. And, and, you know, and let, me give, let me give a shout out to Ray. What's up, Ray? <laughs> There's another dollar. Uh, that's right. He's going to be rich by the end of the show. <laughs> but like I, I was saying, you guys keep it alive. You keep it going. And there's a whole new generation of uh, young kids today who are coming around to it in a way like, you know, we kind of never like really came out to our parents' type of music like when we were kids, I don't think. But these kids today are coming around to our style of heavy metal. Right. You know, it's, it, I think that's one of the things that I love about being a part of the heavy metal community uh, is – you know, it's it's like if you're a heavy metal fan, it ne- it never really dies. It's always in your soul. It's always there. You know, uh, it's always been kind of an underground music, so it's never gonna go away. We're like the we're like that uh, that that cretin that lives down in the depths of <laughs> of of the dirt and muck up underneath yeah. the street. We're never gonna go away. You know. <laughs> That's the way it should be. How did yeah. the whole Phantom X thing come about, uh, Kevin? I mean, were you playing with Omen at the same time? I think they were kind of running simultaneously for a little while, weren't they? Yeah, I was doing both at one time. Uh, basically, what was going on was 
you know, I was doing the Omen thing. I think I had been in the band for a good three or four years at this point. And uh, we did, we put out an album and we were touring a lot in Europe. We were actually going back and forth to Europe a lot over the course of those two or three uh, years, the first the first few years I was in the band. And then all of a sudden the drummer and the bass player decided, hey, man, you know, we got families. We, we, we you know, we want to slow this stuff down. We're not even sure we want to do it anymore. So the band basically took like a two-year hiatus and didn't do anything, you know. And so that, I can't sit still. Yeah. So I, I started playing with, with some other guys, uh, uh, you know, some other guys in the Dallas-Fort Worth, um, Texas area, uh, one of them being Glenn Malicky, the bass player for Phantom X. And uh, we started a Ronnie James Dio tribute band because I wanted to play, and, you know, it, that's he's my hero. Ronnie's my hero. So yeah. uh, who, who better than to, uh, to, to bust out some of your heroes' music. So we started doing doing that and playing around, and we started writing some original songs. And it kind of turned into Phantom X from there. It's, it's, it's Glenn and I, we've been there from the beginning. We've gone through some other musicians, but, you know, here we are now with uh, Bill and, and Reese in the band, and I, I'm like, wow, you know, this is, this is the band I wish I had had from the get-go, from the very beginning, because it's just, it's that heavy metal band that I always wanted to be in the way it is right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a solid lineup. And uh, I'm looking for, I mean, you know, you had This Is War out last year, so you've been playing out behind that now. But you also have a new album that you're working on for, what, the beginning of maybe 2012 sometime? Yeah, sometime uh, in that time frame, uh, you know, there's there's a lot to this next record. It's going to be called The Opera of the Phantom. Yeah, I like that. obviously a play off of Phantom of the Opera. You know, but... Uh, it's uh it's it's a concept album and on all of our records up to this point we put like little chapters of this story and so we're finally going to culminate the whole story onto one record uh we're going to put the final touches on the chapters and then we're going to have some songs that have nothing to do with the the uh story at all because we don't want our, you know, the people that follow our band, we don't want them to think, well, half this album is songs from other records. Well, that's true, but the other half is not. You know, so uh, it's it's going to have new chapters on it, and then we're going to have three or four, maybe five new, brand new songs that have nothing to do with the, uh, the story as well on there. But that's what we're working on right now, and it's a really big undertaking for us. I can, I'm just going to ask you, because that title just screams concept. I mean, Opera of the <laughs> Phantom, I was going to ask you that question next, and you answered it. One thing I had to ask you is, I read an interview you did uh, a couple of years ago, where you were talking about when you were on uh, tour with Anvil, I guess, over in Europe. Uh-huh. And, and you were saying about how you know, the promoter had you zigzagging all across the place instead of like you know trying to keep, I guess, going from one place to the next in, in, a, in an order. I have one question. Was that Tazina you heard? You what now? The last part was that? The name of the promoter was her name Tazini. I heard. <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, you don't have to say anymore. <laughs> okay, that's all I uh, wanted to know. Yeah. yeah, you know, here's the crazy thing, man. I mean, uh, she came as a recommendation from a uh, manager booking agent that was um, a part of uh, the record label that Phantom X was on at the time. So I thought. Uh, you know, yeah, Tiziana. You know, just uh, she's a she's a she's a crazy chick, man. She's, oh, you don't have to tell me. Wild. I know that. 
he's a wild child, you know. But he said, the funny thing is, is after it was all said and done, she ended up marrying the guitarist from Anvil. Yeah, Ivan, yeah. Yeah, Ivan. You know, he's such a great guy and such a great guitarist, man. You know, I think of those two together. and they, they, I mean, it's, it's complete opposite, you know, <laughs> absolutely opposite. You know? Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Dude, it was a it was a crazy tour, very crazy. Yeah, she's a nut. She sends me stuff all the time to show up at certain places. I go there, nobody's ever there, nobody's heard of who's there, nobody knows <laughs> what's going on. She'll send me songs to play, and tell me mail it a check directly for playing it. <laughs> she's she's off the wall. Well, welcome welcome to my world. Welcome to the world of rock and roll, huh? Guess so. Yeah. Oh God! But you've got so much going on besides Phantom X. There's like so many things to talk to you about. You're also involved in acting. You've played in some TV shows. I remember seeing you a couple of years ago with your daughter on that on that competition show on with uh, Danny Bonaducci. Yeah, yeah. I think you were uh, no ready for could. Hollywood. I don't care what he says. I know you were ready for Hollywood, whether <laughs> he says it or not. But you know, I know I know that I was ready for Hollywood. I don't think uh, Hollywood was quite ready for you know me, the heavy metal guy. You know, so yeah. But that's cool. It, it it all worked out in a in a positive manner for you know for me for Phantom X for my daughter for my family you know it it, w- it was a good thing even though we didn't get to hang out and stay on the show as long as we wanted to you know it was it was really sad you know because my my daughter she really wanted to do that she really wanted to be there and hang out and do the competition all the way through. And you know how the reality TV shows are, especially the competition ones. Sure. And, you know, there's only going to be one person that's going to win, you know. But uh, it was fun. We had a good time. I guess she had a good time while she was there. You know, I think all the parents that were involved in that thing, we were ready to go the first day we got there. I can imagine. I, 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 I love that show. I mean, I think that blonde-headed one was a bitch, but we won't even get into that, you know. <laughs> I don't remember my name. But... I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, brother. It was really hard to be, I mean, there was only two fathers involved in that whole thing, okay? And the rest of them were the ladies. And, I, you know, I still stay in touch with some of those some of those people, you know, that were on the show with us. You know, uh, I'm still, we're still friends with, you know, like Rocky, that crazy chick with the cowboy yeah, hat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I talked to her. I, we, we talked a lot. You know, she got up on stage and did a song with us when we played here the last time in, in, in Los Angeles. Uh, so I mean, you know, we, we it, 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 she she was acting too. You know, it, it's acting. It's TV. It's acting. You know what I mean? Of course. But it, it's great entertainment. And you know what? Your daughter has a beautiful voice. I know this probably isn't her audience, you know, here. But I mean, you got to be proud of that. She has an amazing voice, and she's got a whole bunch of records out. You don't want to throw some plugs out for her too. Go right ahead. Cool, man. I appreciate. It. Yeah, you, you know, she's she's definitely not going to be a heavy metalist. You know, that's not her gig. But uh. She gets up on stage with Phantom X all the time. We bust out some Iron Maiden, so it's not like she can't do it, you know. So yeah, I'm very proud of her, man. She, you know, that you know what it's like. You you, you have a a child who kind of wants to follow in your footsteps a little bit. It it, it makes you really proud, you know. I know that that'd be great. My kids they don't want to follow my my kids don't want to follow me around the house. They don't mind my footsteps. <laughs> I think they got a little bit more ambition than I do. <laughs> But it's uh, great know, to have that. It really is. And and she has albums out. And uh, what about Tinseltone? Is that your thing? Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, you know, it's it's something that uh, uh, my wife and I had put together. We we just we kind of got tired of 
record labels screwing us over. You know, we we put all we put money into our recordings and our bands. You know, it's an an expensive thing uh, to to have a band and to do stuff. And you know, everyone thinks that oh well we're we're gonna play and we're gonna we're gonna get discovered and we're gonna get signed. Well, you know, it doesn't really work that way. You know, you've got to get out there and make some things happen and make a big noise for yourself. And of course, we tried to do that, and we put our money invested in into music, music careers, and music this and music that. Put out records with these labels, and they never follow through with with uh, with their end of the bargain, you know. So yeah, yeah we uh, we decided to put Tinsel Tone Productions together and kind of do our own thing, uh, you know, put it out ourselves if we have to. We we've got some avenues to do some promoting and distributors and, and things like that and so it, it was just a way of, of us not getting screwed over by the record labels anymore you know what I mean I, I know exactly I mean that's probably the biggest complaint you hear from every band and you know we live in a world today with the internet and uh and, and just all this technology have where you you know it's a lot easier to do what you're doing now it makes it easy for you to get your product out there and promote it where you know maybe 20 years ago th- th- that couldn't have been done so at least they yeah, exactly. have that opportunity today, and you're taking advantage of it by, you know, keeping control of your product. Why shouldn't you benefit from what you put out? Well, you know, I just hope that every musician and every band can see some, you know, some profit off of their product. You know what I mean? If they're going to put the time and effort and creativity into making a, a good recording, you know, you should see a few few coins for it at the end of the day. You know, but also, dude. You know, like you and and your 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 radio station you have going on here, man. I mean, that's another way that we get to promote. That hell, we didn't have that ten years ago. You know, there, there there wasn't any of that. So, are you kidding? We're you know, I'm proud to be here, brother. I'm glad that you said, hey, man, you want to be on the show? You know, hell yeah, I want to be on this show. I'm glad you are. It's true what you're saying because you know, years ago, before like say the internet or satellite radio. Uh, you know, a radio station would broadcast a signal. It was only heard basically in that city or like the surrounding area. You'd have to bombard 50 different states, different countries. Today's internet, one click in, the whole world can know what you're doing within a matter of seconds. And, but in the same sense, it causes all the illegal downloading, which takes money out of your guy's pocket. And that's the bad thing, because without money, you know, the machine stops running after a while. Yeah, well, and that's, that's, that's what's going on with the entire music, uh, the entire entertainment uh, organization, you know, the the business, the whole thing is kind of uh, suffering from illegal downloads. But you know, and it's it's not just the small fish like Phantom X. It's the big fish like you know Iron Maiden. You know, yeah, uh, all Metallica. You know, they went head to head with Napster. You know, there was a reason that they did that. You know, because uh, they were losing they were losing money. They were losing money. So it, exactly. it's hurting everybody right now. Is it going to stop me from recording? Hell no. You know, I'm still going to do it. Yeah, they, they got eventually they'll find the way. I say this every time I talk about this, that you'll have these kids today go on a computer and shoot out a virus that'll knock down 40 million computers on one click of a button, but they can't figure out a way to stop it an album being downloaded on the Internet. I just think yeah. that's incredible. Yeah, it is incredible. You know, but, uh, I would love to see all those kids who can uh, snap out those computers with a virus Use their potential and their uh, their prowess for something in a positive manner. Take their favorite; they should take their favorite band and let everybody in the world know who that favorite band is. 
You know, whatever it is, yeah. do it, use it for a positive thing instead of negative thing. You know what I mean? Definitely. They're smart. They figured out how to uh, manipulate those computers. You know, they should turn everybody's uh, screen into a, a Phantom X screensaver. That would be That's great. That's right. <laughs> You're right about that. And you were just talking about Iron Maiden. So I made, uh, Michael in the chat room, he asked, what is your favorite Iron Maiden record? I don't know if there's something inside between you guys or... Uh, you know, I, I, I don't think it's an inside thing, but I can tell you that my probably my favorite one will always be Number of the Beast. Man, that's hard because I love Power Slave too, but it's definitely the older ones. I saw Iron Maiden for the very first time opening up for the Scorpions in Dallas, Texas at Reunion Arena. It was the uh, Blackout Tour, and Iron Maiden was doing Number of the Beast Tour, and they were opening for the Scorpions. It's the very first time I ever saw Iron Maiden. Bruce Dickinson absolutely kicked my ass. The whole band was just awesome. I became an Iron Maiden fan that night. You know, so... I think that that would have to be it, man, because it was that was the first album and first tour that I ever got to see those guys on. Yeah, I think most of us uh, caught them on that tour for the first time. Because it's always the thing, is it Deano or Dickinson? So I guess for you, it's Bruce. Yeah, it's Bruce. You know, I like Paul, don't get me wrong, but, you know, it, yeah, it's Bruce for me, you know. Yeah. I, think, I uh, feel bad Bruce for Blaze Bailey. You don't even get mentioned anymore. <laughs> you know, there's a reason for that. Yeah, listen to those two records and you'll know, <laughs> you'll know why. Exactly. You know, yeah. nothing against him. I actually liked what he did with, when he was with, what, Wolfsbane Wolf's before Bane, that? Yeah, yeah, some yeah good that stuff, was yeah. pretty cool stuff, but I just didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't believe. I couldn't be a believer in, in what he what he did with Iron Maiden. It was, you know, when Bruce came back, it was like the, the gates of heaven opened back up, back up again. You know what I mean? I know, I know. It just didn't fit it. I guess they were trying to go with the sound that was happening at that time. Uh, you know, I don't, Doogie White was actually uh, actually tried out for the band. He was almost going to get the gig, and he oh, gave really? it to Blaze instead. Wow, that's a better yeah. trip because Doogie, he's another badass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I they he, I think they was like too much like uh, like Bruce. They wanted to go in a different direction. He was saying, but he he has mm. the tapes of all the rehearsals that they did. And he and he and he put them out on some kind of like bootleg CD or somewhere. I don't know where it is, but uh, it sounds I pretty good. I tell you, I think it would have been interesting, yeah. you know, hearing yeah, that. Yeah, I wouldn't mind hearing that. You know, I wouldn't yeah. mind hearing that at all. If I dig it up, I'll send it to you. All right, cool. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind hearing some of those tracks. That'd be cool. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Kevin, you, you you're involved like with some from uh, in acting and in music. Where do you think it's tougher to kind of like you know get your foot in the door and break in? Um, I, I can tell you that I mean. Anything in the entertainment industry is tough to get into, you know, because there's so much competition, and everybody will whore themselves out just to, to go and do stuff. I am I am not immune to that myself, you know. I definitely have gone out there and uh, done free stuff. I do free stuff all the time because I want to I want to be busy. I want to do stuff. But uh, you know, I think that the acting world is more difficult. Uh, and maybe it's because I've been involved in the music thing for such a long time and, and acting is such a new thing, but it just it seems so um, uh, here today, gone tomorrow. I mean, you can be hot and they'll want to use you for things and then you won't hear anything. You know, it'll just be dead in the water. And it's so quickly that it that, that happens in the acting thing. 
with music, I always seem to be able to, even if I take some time off, I'm always able to uh, get back in and generate something, have something going on. So to me, that's the difference, you know. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to the new Phantom X, but weren't you working on something with uh, Glenn from Hyrax, Final Decree? Is that still happening, or...? You know, it's kind of been put on the back burner. I still want to do that with those guys. I mean, I thought that that's a pretty cool, that'd be a pretty cool combination of musicians. You know, the him from Hyrax. It was Dave Watson uh, from, from Death Riders. He also played in Hyrax back in the day. Yeah. And uh, Daniel from, uh, he, he's a, a local guy here in, in Los Angeles in, in based on bass. And then, they had a guy named, I guess it was the Hyrex drummer, current Hyrex drummer, was going to play drums. But then, uh, you know, things just started happening, and, and then uh, Glenn ended up getting a gig going out. Uh, gosh, I can't remember exactly who it was with. And, and things, anyway, things got put on hold. So, you know, hopefully things will calm down. We can get back to that and, and, and try and, uh, you know, we had, we had written some songs and actually did a demo of, of one or two of them. And then it just kind of it petered out, but we'll see where it goes. Yeah, that happens sometimes. And uh, you know, originally yeah. you're from Texas, right? Yeah, yeah, originally from Dallas. And now you're out, now you're out in the La La Land over there. How did the two compare, like for like you know metal? Oh, metal. Um, you know, the thing I love about Los Angeles is that even on a Wednesday night, you can go down to Sunset Boulevard and go into the Key Club or the Whiskey A Go Go or any of those places down there, the Roxy. And, I mean, you can see uh, rock stars playing in the middle of the week, you know. Yeah. Guys that uh, I grew up buying their their records, you know, that's the, that's the thing about here in, in L.A. I mean, there's good entertainment, quality, uh, classic, great stuff going on all the time. Now, you can walk in and you can see crappy bands, too, don't get me wrong. But it's it's not like in Dallas. You can't go to a club on a Wednesday night and see anybody of you know a major caliber standing on the stage, which is yeah. something that you you know you can you can get here in Los Angeles. That is a difference. And uh, Kevin, I got Tommy on the line with me right now. I'm gonna put Tommy on for a couple of seconds. Hey, Tommy, you there? Hey, how you doing? Hey, Tommy. Kevin, he's, not up, gonna, he's not gonna really ask you anything important or anything relevant, but we'll just put him on anyway. That's cool. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Join the party, bro. All right. We we know the obvious um, um, influences. All right. Iron Maiden, say Judas Priest, Ronnie James Dio. What else has uh, influenced you uh, musically and vocally? You know, I tend to stick with um, you know '80s metal because. You know, I, I remember when I first started playing out in clubs in, like, 83 and 84. Uh, I mean, that's what it was. It was Ozzy, Blizzard of Oz. And, you know, uh, later on it was Sabotage for me. And I love Accept. I love Saxon. I love. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. Okay. You say Man of War, you know. There's right. Just so many great metal bands. But it's it's mostly the 80s bands, the, the ones that I love the most. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah, um big fan of the Omen stuff, so um really uh not too familiar with Phantom X myself, but uh we'll definitely check that out. Please do, brother. I think you'll like it, man. Is there any other bands that you see nowadays coming out that uh 
that you listen to. Uh, you know that you know more like you know, uh, you know more to your liking as far as you know power metal. You know that type of stuff. Yeah, uh, you know um, I don't know if I would consider this band power metal, but I like uh, uh, Symphony X. Okay, I like, yeah. Uh, I like Dragon Force. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's that's a little more speedy, I think, than than actual power metal. Yeah, but uh, you know, there's was... there's a there's a band out of Greece I love called Battle Roar. Uh, ah, there's a band yeah. there's a band out of Italy called Doom Sword. I love those guys. Uh, you know, there's there's some bands, uh, especially in Europe. If you if you'll check out some of the European bands, yeah, there's a whole lot more. There's a a whole lot more power metal, I think, going on over there. Uh, definitely, than, definitely. Then, then I know about here. You know, it's it's funny. You know, I say that, but funny thing is, is like when we play shows, like especially our hometown, Dallas, man. You know, uh, I, I don't know if we had an influence on it. You know, I would like to say that we did, but there's more and more uh, traditional metal and power metal bands on the bills with us, playing on the shows with us every time we play. So. Hopefully, man, America will turn around and we'll see a whole lot more uh, of that revival going on. You know what I mean? That's that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Great. Great. Thanks for taking. So, me. I have a question for you, Tommy. Sure, go ahead. You, you like Omen? What's your favorite Omen record? What's your favorite Omen song? Let's see. When we go back to, uh, I guess it would be before you left. Um. You know, ha- <laughs> you got me there. I would have to, um, I'd have to do some research on that one. You got me. <laughs> you know, I know, like, like for me, man. Uh, you know, I was a fan of the band long before I was in the band, and I remember, like, in 1984, going into the record store and picking up an Omen record. You know, it was Battle Cry. It was the very first one. Yeah. Was their first okay. Record. Yeah, that's that. the old stuff. I know. Yeah, I was like, I have to buy this, and I have to buy this right now, you know. So, of course, I took that home, and so I think, you know, for me, Battle Cry will probably always be my favorite Omen song. And did you have a problem doing that stuff live, or, you know, you were a big fan, no, so I guess it was not I a think, problem. You know, I think it was, the tough thing was is that, you know, J.D. Kimball was a singer for Omen. Yeah. You know, they had um, they had a couple other guys before me, but I can tell you that all the Omen fans, oh, they always, they would come up to me and say, you know, you're a good singer, but you're, you will never be J.D. Kimball. Well, you know, I understand that. You know, I understood that then, that uh, he had made such an impact. J.D. Kimball had made such an impact on the metal audience that I was, you know, that I was playing to at the time. So I definitely had to embrace that, you know, and, uh, and understand my place, but yeah, dude. You know, he uh, he made such a. It was really tough. That was big, big boots to fill. You know. Yeah, and that was cool. That and uh, well, like they, they, you know, they they hear that you you're doing a good job, and uh, that's good. That's great. Cool. But, I think um, my, my, well, my phone is, is fading in and out. This is the second album that you're putting out with, the, or the third out, actually. The third one will be coming out. No, the the third one we, we did with Phantom X? Yeah. No, the first one was Rise of the Phantom, 
and then the uh, second one was Storm Riders, and then the third one we put out uh, almost two years ago, I think, which was uh, This Is War. That's the ah. most current one. So we're working on our fourth one. Oh, so it's fourth one. That's great. Well, really? All right. Thank you, Mike. All right, Tommy. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, it's like you were saying, uh, Kevin, J.D. Kimball was like a fan favorite, so it had to be hard to kind of step in because you're always going to get those comparisons. Well, oh, I think you did more than enough justice to, to, to all the old songs when you were performing live with them. It, you, you can't replace somebody anywhere in any band at any time. Ronnie James Dio no. couldn't replace Ozzy. You just make it your own, and I think you did that when you stepped into the band. Well, you know, I, I tried. I tried very hard, you know, but I, at the same time, especially with Omen, Every night was like a tribute to J.D. Kimball. You know, I had to get up there, and I tried to sing the song. You know, I tried to make it the way J.D. would, would do it because I knew that everyone out there in the audience, that's what they wanted. You know, they wanted to hear the songs the way that they had heard them on the record. So I tried my very best every night to, uh, you know, to to make that come out as best as I could, you know. Yeah, but, uh, you know... Even even if he left, you know, uh, Kenny had his son in the band for a while, Greg, and he took over the vocals, like with opening the gates, and the band had yep. a completely different sound. And I thought when you came in, I looked, it was a long time from when you joined the band until uh, Eternal Black Dawn came out. And I thought you kind of took the old Omen and you brought it into like a new era. I, I don't know if that makes any sense. You kept that original yeah. vibe going, but yet the band was different. Well, that was definitely what we were trying to do. I mean, I think after reopening the gates, you know, Kenny uh, and the rest of the guys in Omen um, uh, at the time, which was Rick on drums and Andy on bass. Andy's still playing bass with him. But, uh, you know, that was the, the uh, that that was where we were trying to head because I feel like after they, you know, they went on tour with reopening the gates, I think opening them up for Fate's Warning. And it, every every place they kept hearing the same thing that, that you know people liked the old stuff they liked the old sound better so when i uh, when i joined the band that was the conscious effort was to try and get back to the roots of of you know omen sound at the time that that was a great record to me i i still play it to this day all the time i mean chaos in the cathedral blood feud i i play these songs over and over again i, I thought you put out such a quality record over there and i wish you could have got more right what happened that you part ways with the band well, was it more you know, for Phantom uh, X? Well, no. In, in all honesty, man, uh, you know, I was I was planning on doing both. I was planning on doing Omen and Phantom X. Uh, I, I had been with the band, I guess, like eight years, and we had only put out the one record, so that was a real, real frustrating thing for me. So uh, when the other two members decided they wanted to take some time off, and they you know, ended up being a couple of years, and that just gave me time to put another band together. Not that I was planning on quitting Omen. That wasn't my uh, objective at the time. Uh, it, you know, it was hard for Kenny and I to find other musicians uh, who wanted to go out and tour. It, it got real difficult. I think that was another reason that it took a couple of years to get things rolling. But, you know, I offered. I said, well, look, man, you know, I'm playing with this cool bass player, Glenn. He's, he's pretty, pretty rocking and uh, a really good heavy metal bass player, and at the the, the drummer for Phantom X at the time, uh, Danny White. I was like, well, you know, uh, 
I could talk to those guys and see if they would like to go and, and do some Omen stuff. At least it would get the band out there playing again, you know? Yeah. So uh, they ended up being an Omen for a while as well. So uh, that's uh, that that turned into like a Phantom X Omen thing. We, we went out and we toured Europe with that thing. And then after that, it just seemed, uh, you know, it, <coughs> excuse me, it, it, it set cold again for a while. And I knew that I was going to have to have surgery. You know, I had a, a motorcycle wreck when I was 13 years old, which left me with four pins in my left hip. And I had spent 25 years walking around with a fused hip and performing on stage and you know, that can do some damage to your body. So I knew that I was going to have to have a hip replacement at some point. I had already gone to see doctors, this, that, and the other. And I told Kenny, I said, look, man, you know, uh, I don't know how much I'm going to be able to tour this next year because I have this surgery that's going to have to happen, and they just haven't told me when. Well, uh, uh, we started booking uh, another tour, and uh, and then I got the phone call from the uh, doctor saying, hey, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna take you in. We're gonna do this thing, and it just happened to fall during that tour. And I was like, I, I have to cancel this thing because I might not. It might be another year before I can get back in and and get this surgery taken care of. Yeah. Well, there I was in the hospital recovering, and I get an email from Kenny, and he he basically fired me from the band while I was in the hospital, which you know I I wouldn't that wasn't cool to me, you know. So he and I have talked since then, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's it's just one of those things that happen, you know what I mean? Yeah, everything happens for a reason. If it wasn't for that, you probably wouldn't have been able to focus all your attention on Phantom X. I mean, we wouldn't That's have all the great music that we have today either. That's true. That's true. You know, I hope that uh, all the people who know me from Omen and have not given Phantom X a shot yet, I hope they'll listen because uh, I hope that they will hear that it's it's really not that far different. It, it is its own thing, trust me, you know. But uh, good heavy metal is good heavy metal, that's and right. uh, especially traditional metal like Omen. Hey, man, that's what I do, you know. That's what Phantom X does. Is we do tra- that traditional sounding metal. That's what we do. So they should dig it. I think if they'll get it, give it a shot, they'll like it. I think they will. And as soon as we wrap up in a few minutes, Kevin, I'm going to play a couple of songs anyway, so everybody will get a shot to hear what it's all about. Two things I wanted to ask you about that I heard about over the years, but I, I don't know if I missed it or just didn't come about. Uh, you had a, a show you were going to be working, a called Rock Race or something, like a reality show with a, like a band competition, and the yeah, band Perpetual. Yeah, that, Did anything ever come out yeah. of those two things? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you about both, man. Uh, the Rock Race thing kind of got put on hold, too. You know, it was a reality uh, TV show where, where bands were going to compete, and I, I got the offer to, to host it, and they were going to have uh, – uh, rock star judges like uh, they had Ricky Rocket from Poison lined up and uh, uh, Stevie Benton, which is the, the, the bass player for Drowning Pool. He was he was lined up to do it. They were looking for a third uh, uh, a third judge, and then uh, all the things you know, all of a sudden things got cold on that too. You know, you can put your your iron in a, a in the fire and put lots of irons in the fire, and some of them are going to glow real bright, and some of them are going to sit in the ashes for a while, you know, so yeah. I think that's one of those things that it, it just kind of petered out. I would love I would love to see that thing uh, uh, take a new life and get, get rolling again. That sounds like a good idea. And uh, let's see, the Perpetual. 
Yeah, uh, Perpetual is uh, a Greek guitarist, Costas Veras. And uh, we had met uh, on MySpace and became friends. And uh, he lives here in L.A. too. He, uh, he originally, he's from Greece. And he's a very, uh, for lack of a better way of describing him, a very Yngwie Malmsteen-styled guitarist, okay? Oh, okay. Uh, probably not a, it's probably not a good way to describe him, but, you know, when <laughs> I listen to him play, there's a whole lot of that Yngwie essence there. So I thought, well, that's pretty cool, man. I really like the way he plays. And uh, so he had some songs that he had written and uh, was going in to record with uh, a very famous producer uh, who had produced uh, some Black Sabbath stuff, a lot of Thin Lizzy stuff. Uh, Chris Sangarides uh, is the producer. So um, he basically they flew me over to, to uh, Dover, England, and uh, I recorded the vocals for uh, the Perpetual record. And I think, uh, you know, Costas is, uh, he's about to release that thing finally. Oh, great. And, uh, yeah, he he's hit me up to do some live shows, but I, I'm waiting for for him to. He's he's still putting the band together, but uh, I think eventually I'm going to end up doing some some uh, live shows with him as well. So we'll see where that goes. You know, it's another one of those irons in the fire. Definitely, I can't wait to, to see some of that stuff. And that rock race thing, I hope it does get revived, especially like now with VH1. You know, they're putting on a lot of shows like that these days, and I think that would be a perfect fit. Uh, on that channel, yeah. I mean, they got that that yeah. band camp on there, whatever freak that is. That this sounds like a hell of a lot better than that. Yeah, you know, I, I it sounds like a it sounded like a really cool thing uh, when they proposed it to me as well. I thought, you know, this is pretty cool, you know. And I think that they were, you know, they were headed towards trying to get something, trying to get get it going on with VH1, but I don't know, you know, things happen. Shit I know happens. that's rough. I know. <laughs> You know, Kevin, I'm not going to keep you any longer, man. I appreciate you hanging out with me today. I'm going to get on some music by Phantom X. And anytime you want to come on, buddy, you're always welcome. Thank you very much, Mike. Thank you for having me, man. It's an honor and a pleasure, brother. Anytime. Where can everybody find Phantom X on the Internet? Where's the best spot to go to? Uh, you know, find us on Facebook. Uh, we also have a website, www.phantom-x.net or .com. Both of them go to the same place. Uh, we have a MySpace page. I don't think... Very many people use that anymore, but you know, hit me up on Facebook, become my friend because I'll talk to you there. I'm not definitely not one of those uh, stuck up guys. You know, Phantom X is just a bunch of down home guys having a good time playing some heavy metal, kind of like you. You know, all right, <laughs> that sounds great, Kevin. You take care, buddy. I'll see you on the Pioneer Trail. All right. All right cool. Thank you very much, bro. All right, take care. Right, How about we do something off the last record? Here's a Blood of Eden. Hello, okay. 
your lamb. The feet of Cain forever damned. Washed us in our white as snow. It's a stain from the snow.
double dose there. Phantom X, great band, man. Kevin was a good guy. That was Pain Machine. That came off the band's first record from 2004, Rise of the Phantom. And I played something off their last record, This Is War, right before that with Blood of Eden. And uh, hopefully next year, I'll be playing something off of Opera of the Phantom in 2012. So some good stuff over there. Had a good time talking with Kevin. We're going to keep the music and everything going here. I met Tommy. I mentioned before about the Alice Cooper CD, right? Right, right. Uh, I'm losing track. That's right. Okay, next week, we're giving away an autographed Alice Cooper CD. So call in or send me an email during the week for the people that listen to the podcast because, you know, we get like 10,000 listeners a week, but not everybody comes into the chat or listens live. So yeah. send me an email. Tell me who is the person that Alice is talking about in his nightmares, the young child that the nightmares are being seen through during the first Welcome to my nightmare, and uh, I'll mail you out an autograph CD next week. I just need your name, because I have to send it to Universal Music Group, because that's how they do things. I don't like dealing with the bigger record companies, the pains in the asses, you know? Yeah, they want to know that it was given away, right? Yeah, everything, yeah. Like, I'm going to keep it, you know? They sent me like a half a dozen anyway to review. Like, I need another one. (laughs) We'll give them away. And like I said, anybody who doesn't win the autograph ones, I got a whole bunch more they sent me. I'll just mail them out to you. There's no autograph on it, but... It's still a free seed day, so nope. there you go. But you know what? How about we do our, uh, our concert calendar update with uh, the maestro, Ken Pierce from piercingmetal.com. Ken gives us the calendar updates every single week of what's happening in the New York, New Jersey, tri-state area. Let's go to Ken right now and uh, get back to the music right after that. Uh, thanks, Mike. And here we are again. This is Ken from Piercing Metal calling you uh here to tell you what's coming up this week, uh, September 25th through uh, October 1st. Tonight, Sunday, after the Metal Mayhem show is over, get yourself down to the Gramercy Theater to see Enslaved, Junius, and Alcest. That's a bit of a heavy show. Uh, and if that's not up your alley, you might want to go over to the Best Buy Theater where we have Amberlin and Switchfoot playing. It's more of a heavy rock kind of stuff. Uh, the Foo Fighters are at IZOD Center Monday the 26th. All the band Swans is at the Music Hall of Williamsburg on Tuesday. Nothing uh, on my radar for Wednesday and Thursday, but Friday there's a couple of things going on. We have X, which is a seminal kind of punk band playing Irving Plaza. Primus, the mighty Primus, is at Roseland Ballroom, and this is on Friday, and I'm pretty sure tickets are close to sold out or will be by the day uh, of the show. Uh, Also, we have After the Burial and Veil of Maya over at Irving Plaza. And uh, that closes up September, but as you know, October starts on Saturday, and there's another appearance uh, by X, who will uh, be rocking over at Irving Plaza, uh, just like the night before. So that's it for now. Remember, you can follow all of this stuff on... uh, on the Piercing Metal Twitter and the Piercing Metal Facebook page. So now it's back to the heavy metal mayhem with the big cheese. All right, thank you, Ken. You know what? Uh, Howard Stern has Robin. Imus has, what's his name, uh, McGurk. And I have Ken Pierce. There you go. All right. Well, you know what? Since we got George in the chat room from Halloween, how about we get on some Halloween? Yeah. It's a good way to kick off the, the full season over here, right? We'll go back to the old days with George. Don't meddle with the evil. Oh, the and the answer now is the December. 
mighty Halloween. Great band. Peter, does it seem like uh, Loudness puts out a new record every couple of months, or is it just me? It's amazing. This is like the third one in two years. I think so. I, I didn't even know this one was... I didn't like... This one didn't even come on the radar to me. I didn't even know about it. I was like yeah. flipping around, and uh, I get to see these mailed out to me, you know, all the time from record companies. A lot of times I just throw the packages on my desk, and it takes me a while to get to them because there's just so many, and this was in there. I was like, when the hell did this one come out? <laughs> it's like... Yeah, what was it? The King of Pain came out. Not, it was the beginning of last year, or maybe the beginning of this year. Yeah. All right. And then, but I got a brand new one out called Eve the Dawn. I went through a couple of songs there. I didn't get a chance to go through the whole record. I just wanted to get something on. Yeah. Uh, so I picked one of the songs out. I don't know if you heard it yet. Let me know what you think. No, I haven't heard anything from it yet. All right. Well, there you go. This is a brand new loudness off the album Eve the Dawn. Here's a song called The Power of the Truth. <laughs>
Heaven's Rising Power, the song was Goddess of Pain and Pleasure. I love this album, Tommy. This is uh, Mike Portnoy's first band when he was a kid. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was a, he was a teenager. I mean, it had to be in his young teens. The band was formed in uh, 83. Wow, check that out. So he had to be really young. I mean, maybe 14, 15 years old. How old could he have been back then? Yeah. Yeah, they were a three-piece band. They, they had that one record out. That was it. But it's a real good it's a real good rock album. It's called Power for the People. Uh, I don't know if you, you can get it anywhere right now. Maybe on eBay you might be able to find it. But I do have the original one. I just never realized he was in the band back then. Well, it was a big bit back then, you know, so. Yeah. You didn't know he was in it. But uh, some good stuff there. I would try to pick it up. Or maybe find it on somewhere. You never know. Wow. I think we got Alex on the line. Alex, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, I'm going to have to put you in detention. You're late. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I can't. I can't. I just got off. I just got done with Neil Turpin. Yeah, I know you interviewed him today, so I figured you know it'll probably run to about twelve o'clock tonight. But you got there yeah. earlier. Well, let me. This is this is a going to be a very interesting lesson. It was a very interesting discussion, and it ran about an hour and a half long. So. Uh, it always is with him. So I'm sure. I'm sure that's yeah. going to be good. But, but believe me, very interesting. You know, we definitely covered a lot of good stuff. But uh, yeah, but also I'm having trouble getting onto the freaking uh, site. The player doesn't load, and neither does the chat room. So I'm just like, oh fuck it, I'll listen over the phone. Yeah, you gave up. Uh, nothing ever works. It was the same thing last yeah, week. But uh, it's, it's always something with Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. Always. Well, the chat room was pretty good tonight. Quite a lot of people. So a lot of people were able to get in, which is good. And uh. Last the week when Tommy was off for a little while, so Alex filled in one week. We had fun, and uh, last week uh, Ryan. Oh yeah, that was one tenth year. Yeah, last week Ryan had called in at the end of the show uh, to wish me a happy three year anniversary with Alex. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I gotta get uh, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, of, of, of course. You know, we got plenty of southern jokes in there. Oh, definitely. But you know what? Ryan's good about that. He's got a good sense of humor. Like he doesn't take it to heart. Yeah. You know, Tommy, he's funny. Just to mention, Ryan is playing at the Arkansas Oklahoma State Fair. On Friday the 30th of uh, yeah. September, he'll be right. on the Dr. Pepper stage for free. So if you're in that area, uh, go. I, I guess over there they're confused. I don't know what state they really want to be a part of, but it's a, a two-state <laughs> state fair. So if you're in Arkansas or Oklahoma, go to the Dr. Pepper stage next week, I think at 7 o'clock, and Ryan Harmon will be performing. He's a great guy. He's a great guitar player. So go yeah. enjoy. You know, Tommy, here in New York when you go to a restaurant, and they have a sign up that says no shirts, no shoes, you know, no service. Right. Here it's a requirement. Or here it's a restriction. Over there it's a requirement when he comes from an Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was funny. He, 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 he's, he's, he's good. <laughs> he's a good kid. He is, yeah. He's got a good, yeah. good sense of humor. Yeah, I, I laugh at him. So uh, he, said, he, he put something on, uh, on the internet the other day about, like, his uh, – High school, something like some parade they had, or some kind of homecoming. So I made yeah, a smart ass comment. It was a, it was a, float in a parade. Oh, oh yeah, a float he was on. So I made some smart ass comments, and he writes me back this whole story. Like I was like really interested. I was like, okay. I said I was being a smart ass, but okay, you know. <laughs> He's a funny guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I hey, I'm I'm slacking a lot lately. I'm taking I'm I, I've taken like I'm, I'm supposed to be doing a Saturday night show, and I keep taking it off. <laughs> Well, you know, you're busy, you're a young kid, you got things yeah, going on, you're enjoying yeah. yourself, so that's more important than yeah. sitting around like a bunch of old men yeah, like we yeah, are on the weekend. Yeah, yeah, you feeling better, Tommy? Me, myself? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm alive, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I know, I, I, know, I know you'd said something about how you weren't feeling well, so. 
doing doing Tommy. Hello. Okay, good. <laughs> Tommy, forget this the radio. You got to talk. Doing much better, thank you. Good. You're welcome. All right, well, since the whole crew is here, let me see. I'll throw out a couple of songs, some of my name, but they want to hear. I have some Sweet Savage. I have some uh, Taste of Iron. And let me see here. And I have uh, Arch Lefeos. Those are the guys from uh, Fate's Warning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arch was the original, John Arch was the original singer for the band. He left a while ago. Uh, Jim so Lefeos is still playing with the was, band. This was uh, pre-Fate's Warning? No, no, it's brand new. They they kind of oh, got okay. back together, the two of them, to write some new records. Yeah. And the album's called Arch Lefeos. So you want to hear something new or you want to go old? Uh, I don't know. I, I could go for some Sweet Savage. All right. So with the Sweet Savage, here's D.U.D. All right.
right, there you go. Sweet Savage with D-U-D. Those were the non-Vivian Campbell years that uh, that came much later. I think that was off the Rune record. I have to double-check. Uh, the memory's starting to slip on me, T, as I move along in life, you know? Oh, come on. How can you remember everything, Jesus? Uh, you know, some things, they, they stay in your head. They're pronounced. And other things, they just kind of uh, fade away. Sometimes you're on the tip of your tongue, and then you forget all about it. You think of other stuff, you know? And, oh, that happens all the time. Oh, me. I know. It's old age. What are you going to do? I'll be talking but, to somebody like a day later, and I'll and I'll just blurt something out, and they'll look at me like, what? I'll just answer, <laughs> answer your question from yesterday. I know. <laughs> I know, we all do that. Well, let me see. What do I have coming up this week on the Metal Matinee? I wish the hell I could remember. I don't even know. I got a show. I know that. I just don't know Arizona. Aren't you doing the States? I did that last week. I did Arizona last week. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. I forget, too. I, last week's show was supposed to be uh, The Wide World of Metal Texas, and I started uploading the songs. I was telling Alex, I was like, these all sound familiar. And I realized I did that the last time. Like, I, I'm losing track. There's... What do we have now? This is the 305th show. So, I'm like, you know, wow. after, after a while, you just, yeah, you can't help it. You lose track of uh, what's sure. going on. So, uh. we switched over to Arizona at the last minute. I figured I'd try to keep it in the same area, you know? Okay. So, we did that. We had Arizona last week. What the hell did I got this week lined up in the metal matinee? I can't believe I don't remember. Oh, it's called Kaboom. All right, that's it. Kaboom. Kaboom. I was thinking of the old Atari game. So, uh, it's Kaboom. It's all shows that have to do with bombs, explosions, TNT. Wow. Yeah, all that rigmarole. You know, I must have had a slow week. I couldn't think of any ideas. But this <laughs> Thursday, 1 o'clock in the middle matinee, it's kaboom. I didn't have any guests this week. We were just going to play two hours of music. Uh, but I got a call last day if I had some space for somebody. So I said, okay, we're going to have uh, Byron Nemeth. I'm in the Byron Nemeth group on next week. He's an amazing guitar player. Mm. Uh, so you should have a lot to talk about, Tommy. He's like a Joe Satriani type player. Oh, okay, cool. So I'll do a little research. I'm going to have to leave uh, most of the technical questions up to you next week. Okay. Yeah, so, and then uh, we have after that. The week after we have Mark Davis of Camaria. Uh, I, I just did that one. It's been pre-recorded. Uh, the week after that, we have Tony Demolition Man Dolan of uh, Venom and Adam Craft and our Empires of Evil. I am looking forward to him. And our friend Pat Burns from Death Rush is going to be calling in. Uh, they got a, a show coming up at Dingbats, so uh, he wants to do a little promoting. So we'll talk to him about what's been happening with the band. Cool. Uh, who else do I have on? Uh, I know I got somebody else on this month that's already been booked. I just don't remember who the hell it is. But I got a couple more shows. And we'll fill. Oh yeah, Paul Diano. How did I forget? Paul Diano will be on. Wow. I think that's the the 16th or the second uh, Sunday of the month. Okay. Yeah, hopefully it'll be live because he's only home for one day. He gets home on Saturday from Brazil. I think he leaves that Monday for another tour somewhere. So wow. I'm trying to get him live that night it might be difficult. I might have to pre-record it uh, that afternoon, you know, because of the time difference. So we'll see, but. We'll have something with Paul Diano this month. Uh, if I can get him on live that day, I will. If not, when you I'll say do home, what do you mean home in England? Home in England, yeah. Right, right, okay. Yeah, he's on tour. Like he has like one or two days like in the middle that he's off, and uh, then he's leaving again for something. Mm-hmm. Very hard to get him down because I've been trying for a long time. He's always on the road or in yeah. jail. You just can't get him. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he only had one phone call, and he's not gonna call you. <laughs> he only had one phone call. And he made a daddy chunk. <laughs> so we didn't get that one. <laughs> but uh, we will have Paul Diano on this month, and I think uh, uh, Terry Dunn from Banshee wanted to come on, uh, but I think he wanted to save it for the end of the month because they have their new record coming out, Banshee. Great band from the 80s, so uh, we'll see what happens. we got a pretty busy month here. I'm trying to cut the interviews down to like one a show, you know, maybe one every other week because this year, I mean, we're doing like two, sometimes three interviews a show, and most of them are live, and that's taxing. Sure. 
because it doesn't give the bands enough of an opportunity to talk. You know, some bands can go on for hours, and some bands, you know, 15 minutes. But I like to give them some time, and ah, we'll see what happens. Ah, what am I going to do here? What do you want to hear, T? You want to hear something new, something old, something borrow, something blue? Something blue? Yeah, well, I really have nothing blue, but I got uh, sad iron. That's sad, sad is blue. I don't know. Um, I don't know. What do you What do you got on tap? Let's put it that okay, way. Okay. Well, I got I got um I got the band Gak. Uh, those are the guys from Laz Rocket. They called the, They came out with a, a side project called Gak. Uh, I got yeah. Sad Iron lined up. I have Have Mercy. I have that Arch Matheos, the guys from Fate's Warning, their new uh, yeah, let's record. Hear that. I like you want to hear that? that? Yeah. I haven't heard it myself yet, so I don't know how it sounds. Oh, so that's I'm sure cool. it's going to be in the progressive thing, because that's kind of what they they do. But uh, let's see what we have. Uh, here's a song called Midnight Serenade.
Fails, Midnight Seminary. What you look at that, Tommy? Amazing voice. Really amazing voice. Oh, yeah, definitely, without a doubt. I love yeah. those old Fate Warners records, you know, before yeah. they went, like, in, uh, in a kind of a different direction. They were a different band on the first two records, and they wound up being later on. Yeah. You know, they went more that progressive route with the, with the later records. Yeah. So, but, uh, good band. Yeah, kind of, like you said, progressive, but um, amazing. I mean, you know, the, the, the musicianship is amazing. Mean. Yeah, I don't know who else is playing on the record uh, besides those two. It's their, it's their thing. I don't know if they have like you know, studio musicians or just you know different people playing with them. But uh, yeah, I'm not really sure. I should have looked a little bit more up. But I didn't think I was gonna have time to get that on there. I was planning on uh, playing a few other things. But there you go. You know, last week I played a lot of like well-known bands, which I don't usually do. Yeah, so we're, we're I, really surprised. Yeah, well, I think it was a three-year anniversary show. I kind of mixed it up a little bit. Yeah. Then I get tired of getting that email. Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Who's your play? Mm. The funny thing is, like, when I put the playlist up, a lot of people look at me like, oh, these are like new bands. None of them are new bands. They're all bands from the 80s. That's, yeah. you know, pretty much all we play is 80s music. Yeah. We'll interview people from all different, you know, genres of hard rock and metal, whether they're new or old. Right. But the music is based all from the 80s or people that were in bands in the 80s that are doing stuff now. Right. You know, that's my focus. Is I want to bring attention to all these great musicians that have been playing and doing this. 25, 30 years. So, but you, a lot of these bands don't get any attention because they put one record out, they disappeared. But they got some great stuff out there, and not that they're going to resurrect a band like Rising Power who had that one record out, but they might bring that record to the attention of some other people who've never heard it before, yeah. and you know, and bring some life back to it. You know, we're not looking to recreate the past, but enjoy this great music that was given to us over all these years. Excellent. Uh, so we got a few minutes left here. We've got enough time for one more song. I don't know. What can we do here? I don't know. Maybe we'll bust out a big number, huh? Bust out a what? Uh, like a big song or something. Like a 10-minute song, and we'll close out with that. It's up to you, bro. Yeah, if I had a 10-minute song, I'd play it, but I don't. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of out of options there. But uh, let me see. What can we do here? We did some Halloween. I wish I had some Oblivion Myth. I would have got that on for Ray, but uh, I didn't upload it, so I can't do that. All right. I don't know. I'll name a few things. Uh... There's not much else happening, is there? Things were kind of dead this week in the world of heavy metal. Huh? Well, I know uh, Craig Nielsen, who was drumming for Flotsam and Jetson for the last 15 years, he's out of the band. Uh, I spoke with Craig a couple of weeks ago about coming back on. Right. He's listening to one of the shows that I did, and he was like, you know, I said, why don't you come back on again? It's been like three years. He was like the second or third guest I ever interviewed when I did the show in 2008. Right. He was like, yeah, definitely. Then I didn't hear from him for a week or two. And then he got back to me, and it was like, okay. And then I found out they had the press release that he's out of the band. But they brought back the original drummer, Kelly Davis Smith. He's playing with the Flotsman Jetsam again. So he's in there. And James Rivera is out of Hell's, uh, well, not Hell's, I'm sorry, Seven Witches. He was on the new Seven Witches record with Jack Frost. Right. He put out a press release because uh, Armist Saints are coming to New York in December. Oh. Yeah, they got a show here, I think, I think maybe two shows here, one in Pennsylvania. And a Seven Witch is going to be opening up for them. Uh, he sent the message that he's not in the band anymore. Uh, and, and there were differences. The difference is Jack Frost. They probably just couldn't get along anymore. And, you know, we, we talked with Bobby Lucas. He told a lot of stories about Jack Frost. You know, it seems like he has a problem with a lot of the singers in the band. But when I interviewed him, he could have been more of a nicer guy to me. I mean, you know, it's different talking to us and, well, you know, working, working in the band with somebody, you know. Story, yeah. You know, people say the same thing about Dio. He was very hard to work with in the band because, you know, he wants things his way and, but off out of the band, you could have found the nicer guy in the world, you know? True, true. So I can't say how he is to work with because I don't have to work with him. But uh, 
I don't know who's going to have sing with them or if they're still going to be on those shows, but I am looking forward. I'm going to haven't been here, I think, since the early 90s or the mid-90s, maybe yeah, even more than that. Yeah, I heard, yeah. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that show. It'll be great. But James Rivera is out of seven witches. Uh, whatever issues he has, he obviously has no with Jack Frost, so we'll see. But, like, he's like got enough things going on anyway. He's also singing with Malice now. He's going to be on the new Malice record. Oh, really? He's got Hellstar going. He's got his uh, Judas Priest tribute band, uh, a Sabbath uh, Priest tribute band. Uh, I, he's in everybody. He's in everything but the, the neighborhood wedding band. James Rivera <laughs> sings for everybody. I'm gonna do a whole metal matinee just on James Rivera. I'm gonna wait for a new Malice record to come out. That's funny. A whole metal matinee, so I could add that one to it. That is a great idea. Yeah, we'll, we'll call it like Traveling Man or something, or a Gun for Hire, and we'll uh, we'll feature like guys who've been in a lot of bands. Yeah. So maybe we'll stick, we'll kick things off with James Rivera. That should be pretty good. Pretty cool. Yeah, and then uh, I, the new Anthrax album came out, you know, uh, Worship Music. Yeah. D- don't really like it myself. It just seems like they've gone into the next trend that's happening now, and yeah. that's the kind of music they've written. And all you hear is somebody had put a clip up. I was talking about this last week. Uh, one of the people on Facebook put up a clip from that metal show, from, I guess, from a year ago. Right. When Scott Eames was on with his wife, Pearl. Uh-huh, yeah, And you yeah. know what it is? They, they ask that question at the end. Everybody takes sides, whatever the hell that right, segment right, is. Right, 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 right. And who's the better Anthrax singer? Uh, um... John Bush or Joey Belladonna? Well, who was... Thank God one of them screamed out Neil Turbin, but, you know, it was basically between those two. Yeah. And Scott Ian says John Bush. And, he, and in no roundabout way, he kept implying, like, just by the look of... Just by his look and the way he was saying things, that Joey Belladonna was kind of crap, and he would take John Bush anytime. He yeah. was like the true anthrax singer. Yeah, And yeah. then a day or two later, I'm blabbing about because a new album came out. It's talking about how Joey Belladonna is the only singer for anthrax, the best singer for anthrax... He, they put him up there like right on the guard. Yeah. Jesus had to walk in his footsteps, according to the way these guys have been talking on, on the Internet about him. Yeah. I think Joey Belladonna's a great singer. He wasn't my personal favorite with Anthrax. I'm a Neil Turbin guy, but... Well, when you say Anthrax, I mean, as far as their whole career, not just their early career, like we know, you know, that yeah. we appreciate the mostly the early stuff. But you, you say Anthrax, you think of him right away. Um... But I actually do like the Bush stuff after the the very first album. I actually yeah. do like the Bush stuff. And recently just heard, uh, going back to the first, uh, you know, Neil Turbin, uh, I think I heard, I think I saw the YouTube on YouTube. I saved them to listen to later because I, I saw them early in the morning and get a chance to listen to them. But it's them, do, his live band, doing some of the old songs that he wrote with Anthony yeah. that ended up on... The Joey Belladonna record, the next one. Yeah, Armed and Dangerous on the EP. Right, right, right. Even spreading the disease, I think, had a few... Uh... I have to I have to check that out, yeah. Yeah. Some but I, stuff I guess, there. you know, I mean, you know, I could see him saying that at the time because who was, uh, you know, uh, John Bush was helping them, right? right the, oh, yeah. He was going to help them write the new record and do a tour. Yeah. He, was, he wasn't sure. So I could see him saying that, but... Yeah, what are you going to do? He also said in 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 the press that uh, Joey Belladonna is a, sings like a bird, and um, John Bush sings like an eagle, something to that effect. Yeah, so right. you know, what are you going to do? I mean, can't do anything about it. We should start a poll to find out when they're going to change the mind and kick him out of the band again, and how much more life uh, David Ellison's got left in Megadeth. Those are the two pools. We like the death pools. The death pools. We should start that. See. Pick a month. Uh, it's definitely gonna happen. No, in 2004 I think, Dave, for one I think of them. Dave and Dave are gonna stay together now. I think. That's yeah. It. Yeah. I think. I think it's strong. I know you're um, such an optimist. I, love I that. did hear one. I did hear one track. It was pretty good. 
Yeah, no, I have the album. I'll send you a link to it. Uh, very good. I think you'll like it. Yeah, the very first 13 track that I heard is very good. I know. Well, you know yeah. what? We only got three minutes left. How about we close things out? And today? All right, my friend. Thank you I'll see you, you guys uh, Thursday at 1 p.m. for the Metal Matinee. And we were just talking about Anthrax and Neil Turbin. How about go. we do something off of uh, Neil Turbin's Threat Conduct? That sounds director. great, yeah. Sounds good? Yeah. Uh, here's Dog Eat Everything. Shippers of Primal Fear, and you're listening to the Heavy Metal Mayhem Radio Show on BlockTalkRadio.com with Mai, the Big Cheese, and of course with Heavy Metal Pure. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.